News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. It's actually an intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. And indeed, you are listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I'm the host of the show. The tagline of the show is live right in the real world. And today we're going to be talking about just that, but with some very interesting takes on what is happening in the world today. Uh, I'm going to just speak from the heart today. I've got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, that I do want to cover, uh, but I want you to know I'm just going to be speaking from the heart. And I guess the main theme of this broadcast is going to be the two trees in the garden and why that is important. I will be, uh, you'll have to pay attention to the whole show for you to really get that point. Uh, but I will tell you that before the end of the show, I'm going to be making two announcements. Uh, one of those announcements is shocking to me. The other one might be shocking to you. And as most of you know, if you've been following this show for a little while, I decided to take a break. Actually, it's been three weeks to today. Uh, that I took a break. Now I did a quick show on Thursday of last week, but uh, for the most part, I've stayed away from Intel. I've stayed away from people, you know, who have been, uh, you know, in and around the show. I've wanted to not be influenced by anything. And I really just wanted to hear what God was telling me. And he's actually given me quite a few downloads in this time and i think you're going to find it interesting so the two trees in the garden obviously there's the tree of life and there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the tree uh in the garden so we have to look at that as the roots very much so of the world and I think that's why God really put them there. So what does that really mean? We're going to be exploring that to some extent and how to live right in the real world. Again, just kind of following, you know, what God has been speaking to me. And, and I hope he speaks to you through this as well. But one of the most interesting things that I want to get out of the way at the very beginning of this show, and because one of the most important things that uh, maybe you've learned in the last year, uh, I've learned in the last year, is on the Luciferian side of the cabal, there is a dark side and a light side. Okay. So the dark side has been, you know, running the world essentially and committing atrocities and the light side has been standing by. Now, if you compare this to the book of Revelation, in my opinion, now that I know about this, uh, Revelation 13 makes perfect sense where it's the beast system comes out of the water and hands over the system of the false prophet, which of course are, you know, uh, the modern day Pharisees, for lack of a better word. But when we look at the agendas of both the light side and the dark side, they amount to the same thing. You see, the dark side right now is eradicating borders, they are depopulating, they are wanting to have a globalized. Uh, security force, we'll call it. Uh, they want to, if in fact, just implement some starvation and that to bring in complete control. They want to have digital currency and the elimination of cash. They want to eliminate, eliminate your freedoms uh, because we've already seen the eradication of the freedom of speech. We see the eradication, we see their goals of wanting to disarm 
Um, we know that they are planning an invasion from within and, and they're doing it because just look at what's happening down at the southern border. So there's millions of people coming in. We know that what they are doing through inflation is the elimination of the middle class, essentially, which has always been the engine. And, but, and I'm not giving you all doom and gloom. I'm going to give you some tools, ladies and gentlemen. But these are all the things that the dark side is trying to accomplish. And uh, they're being really successful. And listen, the, the dark side of the system, even though they might be destined to go down, they don't want to go down. Uh, these are human beings being used by evil spirits, and uh, they still live in fleshly temples, and they don't want to suffer in the flesh, quite simply. However, you know, there's a saying that, uh, you know, you can't stop what is coming, and I believe that to be true. I believe that they are going down, and the other side is rising up. And that is the light side. But we have to be really clear the light side wants the elimination of cash. They want the elimination of borders. They want a global government. They want a global security force. They want complete control of your lives. They want social credit scores. They want all these things that the dark side wants. But the way they are going to do it, most people are going to be begging for it because they've introduced the problem, they're getting the reaction, and the reaction is right now, and then they are going to introduce their solution. And, you know, neither of them are good. <laughs> it's, it's the exact same thing. The only difference between the two plans is there might be a few good years in between. So when we look at just what is happening in the world and the stuff that affects you, obviously the price of gas affects you, the price of groceries affect you. Uh, your tax burden for a single family in the United States right now is uh, they're calculating it as being about $5,000 more a year uh, that you are having to pay. And for many people, that's insurmountable. And there's going to be a lot of people losing some stuff. And there's a lot of people who are hurting. There's a lot of people who won't be able to, uh, you know, be able to afford to drive to work. Think about that. And at the same time, we have this new green uh, energy play, which is obviously just a way to transfer wealth away from the from the common citizens and to hurt common citizens uh, because the rules don't apply for those who are uh, applying them and their lifestyles won't be changed and they're completely insulated from all of this. And when you look at the governments, um, you, you know, get away from the left and right because that has always been a distraction. Uh, there's probably a few good people inside of government, but, uh, I would say for the most part, they're all playing on the same team, folks. And this green energy uh, deal that wants to go on, it's going to make a lot of residences inhabitable because the cost to repair, uh, it's almost going to be a tear down and, and redo to come to the new green standards. And of course, they want to get everyone into electric cars. They've announced this. So I'm not making it up. Uh, but, you know, that is actually way worse for the environment than what is currently happening with fossil fuels. Just think of how much digging you have to get to get the amount of lithium to go into a battery. Um, and by the way, did you know the way the grid works for recharging your electric cars is when you plug in, it actually knows your code and it just kind of gets billed to you. So let's say if there's another lockdown, you know, we gotta be safe. We have to lock down again. Um, and maybe you're not allowed to go for five miles outside of, you know, from your home and you need to recharge. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're, you're outside of the boundaries. 
Like these could be literally the initial checkpoints that are going to be coming. So what has God been speaking to me about all of this? Well, there's a couple things. Actually, let me just pile on before I start getting into some solutions. But the other thing that really has to be considered, because time right now is being compressed. And things that used to happen in 10 years are happening in one to two years now, maybe even six months. The entire world is changing. And AI is a big part of that. And what is AI going to do in your life? Well, let's look at what AI replaces. It's going to replace just about every factory job. We already know that. It's going to replace almost every retail job. It's going to replace just about every transport job. Can planes fly by themselves? Can buses drive themselves? Will you need an Uber anymore? So if all these things can be done, then I guess deliveries can be done automatically. What about nurses and doctors? Well, there's a thing called med beds that, you know, there's actually proof that they exist now. That's probably going to get rid of a lot of healthcare workers' jobs. Uh, what about police? Oh, we're always going to need police. Well, I think we're not always going to need police. They are going to need their security force that just insulates them from us. Uh, there'll be the modern-day brown shirts for, that work for the globalists. But right now, we're seeing police work be automated. And look, you've seen the movies. They've been doing, putting the predictive programming out forever. But <clears throat> excuse me, right now, I believe in the United States, there's about 1,500 communities now that have you know, license plate recognition. They know every car that goes in and out of these communities. And we know that every street is becoming a surveillance state. We know that there's the facial recognition. We know that with a digital currency, and look, they just proved this in Canada, um, you just dissent from the government narrative and they close down your accounts. Um, they make it impossible for you to buy or sell. What happens when you have the elimination of cash? Boy, that's going to be easy. Look, they can even deny you health care. They can deny you anything, deny you food, you know, um, and, by, and because, you know, these things will track you, if someone comes to help you, they might be penalized. They'd be scared, you know, because they're going to pit society against each other. When we're fighting against each other, that gives them absolute control. So your ability to earn a wage for most people is going to be greatly affected. And, you know, even Elon Musk has said, you know, fairly recently, he does not see any way forward except for having a universal basic income. And by the way, isn't that what, uh, you know, the WEF is saying? Isn't that what governments just introduced in the last couple of years? A lot of people didn't want to go back to work because they liked getting the, uh, the government check. And, of course, the government is just manufacturing all of this money. So, the only ways to protect yourself in employment going forward is to be able to really service a need. There's needs and there's wants in the marketplace. Wants? Well, you might get lucky. But a need... Uh, you probably will be able to succeed. So I would suggest to you to start praying to God and asking for what needs you can fulfill. And just a, you know, probably a quick plug. And by the way, uh, these things are optional. So, 
you know, I'm giving away information for free. If you don't like me doing a, a little bit of a commercial, then, you know, you can go away. That's okay. Um, but one of the things that we have done with mylibertystand.com is we have started to create our own kingdom economy, you might say. And what is what has really stood out to me in the last couple of weeks as I think about all of these things is the main objective of the business is to fulfill needs and do it with people as being the priority. So I cannot conceive any way that AI would replace people in this particular movement that we have done. And so if you have not joined us, I highly suggest you go to mylibertystand.com. Maybe you just want to support and uh, and shop with us. Maybe you want to get involved and uh, and start to build on something that very much could come into play in the future. So I've also been reminded of some things, of course, you know, for the majority of my Christian walk, which has been over 20 years now, the focus of my walk and the way I've been reading the Bible has been based on stewardship and stewardship principles. And I know I've said this a lot of times, but if you look at just the New Testament alone, you know, uh, God's word mentions faith about 215 times, mentions heaven 218 times, and gives stewardship principles 2,085 times in the New Testament. So what is God telling us to do? He's telling us to steward. And right back to the Garden of Eden, you know, Adam and Eve were called to steward. And don't worry, we're coming back to the trees sooner than later. But just a brief, simplified history is worth reviewing. And, you know, essentially, I'm just going to give you what was part of uh, my Creating Wealth Through Stewardship course right here, right now. Because, And if you've heard this before, because I have said it on air before, uh, it's really important that we put it into today's context and you get these lessons because again, to live right in the real world, you have to know what the real world is doing and how do you live right? Well, there's only one truth that I know of and that's the truth of God's word. And no, this is not going to be a big preach, but I'm going to tell you factually uh, things that line up with God's word in a way that hopefully you can understand it and it becomes part of you and it becomes part of your thinking going forward because the battle that is happening right now, although we talk about all of these things going on in the world, the real battle is for your mind and for your choice. And you will need to get your mind right. And we need to start emptying out what Pharaoh has filled us up with and replacing it with what God uh, has intended for us. And I think everyone here who's been to church has seen a sermon where, you know, they take a half empty cup and they try to fill it. And, they, you know, you got to empty your cup so God can fill it. Well, I believe that all that is true. So when we go back and we look at history and we look at the history of money and we're going to compare it to today's times. So before the invent of the coin, before the invent of, you know, cash and, you know, a, a gold coin could represent a thousand cattle on a hill if Pharaoh said it was, right? So he instantly took control of the system when he invented the coin. But before that, everyone was solely working on God's system. And what is God's system? Well, it's land, 
God created the land. God gave us the ability to build shelters from the materials of the land. He gave us livestock, which helps us to live, obviously. Food, replenishment, reoccurring resources, and that could apply to business as well. By the way, if you have employees, it's kind of like a modern day, I'm not equating people to livestock, but uh, if someone retires, you can replace it, replace that person with someone who's just starting out. It's a replenishing resource, just as livestock would be, or a garden that you have where you can plant your vegetables, your fruits, your potatoes, you know, all these different things, and it replenishes. And again, so uh, the economy before the coin was created, before the devil really took control of the system, was land, houses, livestock, gold, and silver. Are those things still relevant today? Let's jump ahead to, uh, you know, 1917 with the creation of the Fed and essentially what's become the World Bank and the printing of money. And what's really interesting when you look at this is who really understands God's words and how God intends things to work and the spiritual laws that God has taught us about living and money and resources. Because let's face it, we all need resources. We need energy. We need shelter. We need all of these things. And we've needed them since the beginning of time. Well, the bankster families, the families that run the world, understand this very well. And not only, you know, back, uh, you know, 1500 years BC, thereabouts was the, you know, the coin created, but, you know, coming into the 19th century, they created the Fed, which is the modern day reinvention of the coin, but it took it so much further. But what's interesting about this is they decided we're just going to create money. Now, we know that there is only one creator, but the enemy, the Luciferian side, believes or wants to be like God. So in this worldly system, they've become the creator and controller and curator of money. And what are they doing with it? Well, right now, as we speak in 2022, the people with the most resources are buying up all the land. They're buying up all the houses. They're buying up all of the resources. They're buying up all of the gold and all of the silver. Don't believe me? Just look up Billy Gates of Hell's purchases of uh, how much farmland in the United States in the last couple of years. Shocking. Who's buying up all of these houses and overpaying extensively to purchase all of these properties? Well, it's BlackRock and Vanguard. And they are using these to buy everything because they want to take away your land. They want to take away your housing. They want to control and completely control your resources because... Trust me, if you can't eat unless the people in control say you can eat, you're going to start doing what they say. Now, maybe not you, but most of the world will. Just a fact. And gold and silver are created by God, and they 
will most likely be skyrocketing as we go into a new financial system. No matter who gets their way, the dark side or the light side, they're going to go up and houses are going to become completely unaffordable for you. So those people you know, who are selling their house right now and getting huge amounts of money and celebrating it, well, congratulations. Get another one real quick while you can because they don't mind even, and, and you think about it, they have to, they have responsibility to their shareholders when they're buying all of these things, but they're paying over value. Well, why is that? And how is that not being irresponsible to their shareholders? If you have to be responsible to your shareholders, you have to, you know, you want to buy under value or at least buy at value and hope it's going to go up. By the way, same same thing with Twitter is going on right now with these exact same companies. Very interesting to watch. But you can see what they're doing in real estate is what they're going to do with that Twitter takeover with Elon. Okay. And how do you buy things and pay way too much for it and still have responsibility to your shareholders? Well, it's because they know something that uh, most people don't know. And that is your money is going to be worth nothing. Right now, what do you think? So inflation is not your, the price is going up. It's important to understand the inflation that you're experiencing and the numbers are much higher than what they're reporting. And you know that because you go to the stores. Inflation is the devaluing of your currency. So people who have all the money in the world, essentially, they can spend irresponsibly because they think the money's going to be worth nothing. But what is going to be worth something? It's going to be land. It's going to be houses. It's going to be resources. It's going to be gold. And it's going to be silver. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. And I'm not giving you advice. But I'm telling you, prove me wrong. Or start to wake up and understand how to do this and how to go forward in the best way possible. Look, no one knows how many years we have. But my way of looking at things is simply this. We plan for the long term no matter what. You go on with life like life is going on. And the things that God put that were of value were those things. And the ones who stewarded the best, God expanded their tents. And so it's really important to start to think of how you're going to get in the game because you will be left behind. Now, I have a strong faith. Will God supply my need? Yeah, I think so. Will he supply your need? Yeah, I think so. But will he supply those who learn and adapt because he's written all this stuff down for us that it's going to happen? We've done the study on Revelation. We've told you what's going to happen in the future. And I say to you right now, he is telling us to not build on sand, but to build on the rock. And what is the rock? It's God's word. And God's word is the things he created, land, houses, resources, gold, and silver. Also, what people need more than what they want are going to be critical going forward. And that's, you know, it was God's timing. I didn't plan on taking those couple weeks off, but it really came to fruition um, with my planned launch date of the real estate course. 
And it's become so much of a priority that I've really put almost everything as a secondary to it. And I've probably got another 10 to 15 hours of video to shoot uh, for it. It's very extensive. And what is key about it is it's teaching you how to get land, houses, resources, even gold and silver to some extent, uh, even if you don't have money to start with. Um, yeah, you can actually buy land without having money. It's pretty wild. And I teach you how to do that. And I just really think it's critical. So I'm not saying all this just to get you to buy the course. That's whether it's on your heart or not. Uh, but I do, I did put out a video. It's on writeonyou.com. And even if you uh, don't buy the course, watch that video because you'll learn something. I promise you it's not salesy or it's at least <laughs> the least salesy I could be. Okay. So those are the main things I wanted you to start thinking about. And it's all about getting your mind in the game. Unless you start, if everything is created in the spiritual, you need to get your mind thinking that way. And then things will happen in the natural, just like we pray to God and then things happen. Uh, that's how it works. Let me just get a drink of water. All right. So a little glimpse into the future for you, at least short term. It was three weeks ago today that, uh, well, it was the day I did a solo show and got kicked off of uh, YT. But what had happened earlier that day is something that you don't know. And I want to just preface this by saying that uh, this was not a spur of the moment thing. Uh, it had been festering up for probably more than six months. And I want you to listen carefully to my words here. Uh, really carefully because I don't want you to hear anything that I'm not saying. So it was three weeks ago today that there had been what I perceived as a bit of a trigger that forced my hand and in something that had been floating around in the back of my mind. I didn't plan on it happening. Uh, but that morning when Jesse and I met to do the show, I felt I had to release Jesse from Right On Radio as the co-host. And I'll just, a little bit of a background. I've always thought that there is some conflict of interest with her being a co-host of other shows. Um, you know, uh, where I'm solely dedicated to, to this thing. Uh, and look, she's got her own ministry. She's on lots of shows. She gives out lots of intel and uh, and does a very good job at it. And we've all learned a lot from Jesse as things go. But at that point in time, I felt compelled to release her uh, from right on radio. And she had asked me to uh, to pray about it and to see if there was a way that we could work things out. And uh, I tell you the truth, I love Jessie uh, from the bottom of my heart. She's become very close to me. We've been through a lot together, uh, and we're going to continue to go through a lot together. And I did pray about it, and I felt that it was the right thing to do at this period in time. Now... I want you to know for certain that Jesse and my relationship is intact. In fact, we prayed together even this morning and we had a wonderful, uh, difficult, but a wonderful conversation that uh, was heartfelt. And, you know, 
will this be permanent? I don't know. The door is always open. In fact, I want to be very clear that where we left it off and the solution that I had gotten over these couple weeks of prayer was simply that Jesse would become a guest on Right On Radio rather than a co-host. That frees up conflicts of interest. That frees up a lot of things. And also it, uh, it frees up what I believe God is asking me to do uh, in some ways, because with Jesse on the show every week, uh, you know, every like three times a week, the, the show, at least the Tuesday and the Thursday shows, really have been focused on Jesse's story and Jesse's knowledge. And, and that's been good because we've all learned from it. But again, you know, I, I've been reminded that Jesse is on several shows and she gives out a lot of knowledge. And One of the things that came to my thoughts over this time was, again, it's just the two trees. Um, How much do we need to know about the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Uh, And how much do we need to know about the tree of life? And, you know, it's important to not be ignorant of the plans of the enemy. It's really important. And I'm so thankful for what we've learned and what I'm going to continue to learn because uh, Jesse and I are in good standing. And who knows? Listen, maybe we'll be doing every show together again sometime in the future. I have not closed that uh, possibility. We're not burning the bridge together. But at the same time, I really feel the Lord has been putting a couple things on my heart uh, in the way of a direction. And it's a little bit of a different direction than, you know, really just getting Jesse's story out, which she does a good job of getting that story out. And, you know, uh, so I think we're going in in a couple different directions. Maybe it's permanent. Maybe it's not. Um, Will Jesse and I do shows together again? I'm very confident that's the case. But that is uh, where it's at right now. And, you know, as I'm rebuilding, because I do have kind of a new plan for Right On Radio, uh, will we be talking about the battle between good and evil? Yes. Will we be talking about God and politics? Yes. The core essence of the show is going to remain the same. But I think what is happening right now is God is giving me some direction to look more closely at the tree of life than the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what that means is that I want to start coming up with solutions and I think the Lord, I'm not going to spell the whole thing out for you right now. Um, it'll be the fruits that'll come out. But really, if we can keep this from dividing us and we can start moving together uh, really more in a, in a togetherness and a unified thing, I really believe the Lord is going to use us uh, to change the world. And can it happen? Absolutely. And I see exactly how it can happen. So that is, uh, and and by the way, I want you to know that uh, I'm going to be reaching out to some people who've been on the show before, some friends of mine and that, to come in and help out uh, as we bridge the gap, uh, as I bring on other people. They're not coming in. Don't think that someone, because they show up on Right On Radio, is Jesse's replacement. There is no replacement for Jesse, uh, but I am going to have people coming on and co-hosting because I think... Uh, having a good conversation with good people is good and discussing the things of the day. Uh, so I'm going to ask that you give uh, whoever comes on to the show with me uh, that grace, please, uh, because they're good people and they want good for you. Uh, and I'm sure you'll want good for them. And uh, so I wanted to make sure that is clear. So that was maybe the announcement that uh, is going to shock you. Uh, For any of Jesse's detractors, 
um, don't read into what I'm saying about Jesse as me attacking Jesse. Okay. My heart is for Jesse and that Jesse would uh, flourish in the gospel of Jesus Christ and in his word and that many people would come to know the true living God through Jesse's uh, ministry and her witness. And I will continue to pray fervently with Jesse and for Jesse. Um, so I want to also be clear about that. Now, are you ready for the announcement that shocked me? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So if you've been paying attention to the broadcast for a while, I've been talking about it for over six months. And that is, I have this new book that uh, is going to be coming out. And my whole plan is not only this book, it's it's based on my notes of over 20 years. It's almost all scripture. Um, I'm going to consider, you know, I kind of have it in the back of my mind that it's going to be like one of my masterpieces. <laughs> that Hopefully that doesn't sound prideful, but it just, it's a lot of work and a lot of study and, you know, just kind of one of the pinnacles of what I, I think God has put inside of me and putting it out there. So not only have I planned to come out with this new book and, and, you know, bring out a new course on it on right on you <laughs> and, uh, okay. So here's the shocking part. <clears throat> Last week, and I know it's God speaking because it comes to me very randomly. Like when I'm not even thinking about this, I hear this voice coming from this particular quadrant in my head. And uh, God said, give it away for free. <laughs> and, you know, it's, uh, it is mostly his word. <laughs> so instead of writing this uh, grandiose book and presenting this uh, great course on Write on You, I am going to be presenting this uh, in real time on the program. I'm not sure exactly what it'll look like, maybe one day a week uh, for, you know, 10, 12 weeks is what I expect it would take. And the purpose of the, uh, the information has really been the study of how to deprogram from what Pharaoh has taught you. It's going back to that emptying of yourself and filling up with the Lord and really being able to see the world through his eyes. And I believe that's a gift he has given me. Uh, he's, and I've worked hard on it. And, you know, if you've listened to the program since the beginning, one of the other things that I've talked about is God gave me what I've always considered to be my best teaching. And that is something called the God module. But there's been a couple missing components to it, and I've never been able to fully teach it in the way that I believe it's supposed to be meant, because just some, part of it is just a known thing. It's hard to describe because there's not uh, a lot of words in our English language to describe what happens in the spirit. But essentially, it's getting your mind to be praying constantly to God. And that's the way I've trained my mind uh, and look, I'm, am I perfect in it? No. In fact, I, I maintain I'm the least likely guy to have been chosen to bring some of this stuff out to you, but I have been chosen to do it. And I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I'm not someone special. Uh, I relate to Paul in many ways, Paul, the apostle, because I was the chief of sinners. I wanted to persecute Christians um, you know, I was fervent and wanting to do what was right. Uh, and a lot of that was based in rebellion because I rebelled against what I thought, what I saw our governments doing and things like that, but, uh, different ways, but very similar in personality, uh, traits. And even my conversion 
uh, when God came to me in the middle of the road was a little bit similar. So I'm not going to run from the fact that I have a calling in God. And this, I believe, through this and giving this thing away uh, for all of you to walk in this journey with me, I believe is going to unlock the couple hidden pieces that uh, in the God module. And, you know, again, this isn't a secret knowledge or anything. It's all based on God's word. Uh, there's no hocus pocus. There's no, uh, you don't need a magic wand to make this happen. What you need to do is to start training yourself in the word of God and making it part of your reality and emptying out what Pharaoh has taught you. Because every one of us has been programmed by this world. And we're not going to find perfection until the day that God calls us and we join him in the clouds. But I believe this is all in preparation for what he's going to do. And I really believe, and by the way, I know Jesse has believed this as well, because it's uh, something that we've discussed in what she wants to bring out in her healing teaching and what I'm going to bring out with this, they really do go hand in hand. And we both kind of believed in our own discussions. Maybe she'll correct this, and I'm okay for that. Uh, but we've been talking about, there's no mistake, we're doing the Acts Church studies right now. And we believe that this will usher in uh, that type of thing. We have to empty ourselves and we have to get back to the priorities. You remember the apostles, they were selling all their stuff and trading it for gold and silver and bringing it into the kingdom. And the kingdom system isn't buying and selling, it's sowing and reaping. And I'm not for a second suggesting we're going to create this uh, cultic commune or anything like that. Um, but we do need to go back to the root of the tree of life and the tree of life is God's provision for us and again that's land houses resources gold and silver and we're not going to be able to create those and steward them unless we look at the world in a different way than we are now and so you know, going forward, although, again, we're going to be exposing things of the enemy and stuff like that, I think at least for a period of time, the focus is going to be more on using what God is telling us to defeat those things. So the shock for me is my big thing that I wanted to release that I've been working and God has been... Um, honestly, I've had trouble starting it. I have started it, but I've been putting it off and putting it off. And if, if you've listened to the program, you've heard Jesse challenge me even on it. And then it's like, I don't know why. And now uh, God has told me why. It's because I submitted the business plan to God and he has said no. <laughs> and he says, I want you to do this. And by the way, uh, you know, one of the things that I always preached is that you do need to submit your plans to God and he is the one who approves them and he has clearly stated uh, in this case no it's my word and you'll give it out and I think it's it's a really big deal uh, for you and for me because I'm going to grow the, the greatest lessons are given to the teacher of course and uh, you know this is 20 over 20 years of study now that uh, I'm going to be putting out there. So thank you for this, uh, this time. Thank you for being in the right on radio audience. I really hope that this show has not stirred up too much controversy. You know, there are certainly things that, that I have questions about. And I think it's natural to question things and it's good to question but we don't want to become accusers. 
And so I just, listen, shared from my heart uh, this entire thing. And, you know, this entire program, really, if there was a main thrust behind it, it's the stewardship of you. Because right on radio, I have dedicated to the Lord. He is allowing me to steward it. And, you know, if I uh, if I made a mistake today and the Lord shuts it down, I say hallelujah. If he, you know, if the, if the audience disappears because of what I just said, hallelujah. I'm okay with it. Um, but I really feel that we're going to grow. And it's because as we go forward, you are going to find this show very useful. Very useful for your loved ones, your friends and family that need to start knowing this. <clears throat> and we want to uh, start bringing that 80% of the population into our tent without compromising who we are in God. So long ending, I apologize, but uh, important show. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen in the uh, near future, but I'm going to trust God and I hope you do too. So having said that, uh, let me just end this way. Uh, actually, how am I going to end it? Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. And for those of you who are only listening on uh, on audio, when I play this particular drop, I want you to know that I'm pointing up, and when I say who's right, it's Yahuwah, the true word of God. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.